We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6 this morning. If you want to turn there, it will be up here behind me. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to continue talking or continue our study of what we believe. And we're going to be talking about the big three this morning. Time, talent, and treasure. Now, the, uh, the Baptist Faith and Message article is called titled Stewardship. And so we need to have an understanding of what stewardship means. Stewardship is managing something someone else has given you. And so as we talk about time, talent, and treasure, we're talking about things that God has given us. And, and we need to understand that up front. Because we have this, uh, we, we tend to have this idea that we own this stuff. That our time is our own. But did you decide when you were going to be born? Will you decide when you're going to die? Will you decide when you're going to have kids? Or any, no, time is not, a, not it, it's, we don't, we're not in charge of time. Our talent our, our talents tend to be, and, and these things I'm talking about, skills and abilities and interests. And, and you know, some people are born uh, mechanically inclined and some are not. Those are things that are given to us. And the big thing is our treasure, our material possessions, because we get really possessive of this stuff. This is your money. And you think, I earned it, it's mine. But how did you earn it? You earned it with the talents that God gave you. You earned it with the time that God gave you. So, so we're gonna, we have to start out with an understanding that stewardship means we're not the owner-operator, we're just the driver. We're not the ones in charge of it. We are only the ones managing it. We're the stewards of what God has given us. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Let's first read from Matthew chapter 6. We're going to just read verses 19 through 21. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let's now read the, uh, the Baptist Faith and Message article entitled Stewardship. God is the source of all blessings, temporal and spiritual. All that we have and are, we owe to him. Christians have a spiritual debtorship to the whole world, a holy trusteeship in the gospel, and a binding stewardship in their possessions. They are therefore under obligations to serve him with their time, their talents, and their material possessions, and should recognize all these as entrusted to them for the use, for the glory of God, and for helping others. According to the scriptures, Christians should contribute of their means cheerfully, regularly, systematically, proportionally, and liberally for the advancement of the Redeemer's cause on earth. So let's now look at, at this Matthew chapter 6, the context of this. This is in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is teaching his disciples. He's telling them, teaching them what it means to be a follower of Christ. And, and just to get the flow 
of chapter 6, he begins chapter 6 by talking about practicing your righteousness in private. In other words, it's about uh, all the, the, the religious activity that you do, if it's done so that everybody else sees it, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. We need to do our, practice our righteousness privately. God knows every ministry you're involved in. People don't need to know every ministry that you're involved in. So, so practicing your righteousness before God and not man. Then he teaches them to pray. But first he says that, that those that are praying out loud and sounding glorious when they pray, those guys are hypocrites. Now, I don't know about you, but when Jesus calls somebody a hypocrite, I pay attention. <laughs> That's a word that catches my attention. So, so it's about a conversation with God. It's not about those that are, are flowery, flowery language in front of everybody, using it as a preaching time. It is a conversation between you and God. Then he talks about fasting. And in fasting, he says, there are those that disfigure their faces and, and tear their clothes. And so everybody knows they're, they're fasting. If we fast, we fast between us and God. Not so everybody knows that we're fasting. Then he talks about this here, storing, storing up treasure in heaven, not on earth. And then he goes on to talk about anxiety because he knows, Jesus knows, that, that possessions, material stuff, causes us anxiety. We get anxious about getting it. We get anxious about keeping it. And so these, all these material possessions, all of this, these treasures that we're storing up on earth, all this stuff causes us anxiety. So we're going to talk this morning about time, talent, and treasure. The, the Baptist faith and message calls it time, talent, and material possessions. But I'm going to do a good Baptist alliteration here and, and call that the material possessions treasure, okay? Just uh, so we stay on track. So let's talk about time first. We have kind of a strange relationship with time, if you think about it. We talk about saving time. Right? Can you really save time? Is there a bank someplace that you can put it in? So you can use it later? When, when we're talking about saving time, we're actually talking about spending it differently, aren't we? I take the shortcut to get there, so I spend more time there than I spend driving there. Right? So it's really, really not so much saving time as spending it differently. So we have just a, a, a strange relationship with time. We talk about saving it, but we, you can't do that. You, you, don't, you don't get to save time. Everybody gets 24 hours a day. That's it. Some people can smash two hours worth of work in that. And some people can smash 36 hours worth of work in that. That's, those are differences. Everybody gets the same amount each day. We also have a, a saying, time is money. Now, I disagree with this, except for this far. Time and money are alike in that once it's spent, it's spent. If we spend time or money on this, then we no longer have it to spend on this, right? So time is like money 
in that way. And, but, but we take, we, we pay a lot of attention to how much, how we spend our money, don't we? We, we, we talk about saving it and talk about how we're going to spend it. And we, we spend a lot of time on our money. And we really have that backwards because money can be replenished. Money can, you get another check, you get another paycheck, you get another retirement check. You can sell stuff and replenish your money. You can always replenish money. Time never gets replenished. So we actually ought to pay more attention to how we spend time than how we spend money because money can be replenished. Time never can. You have so much time. And, and on top of that, we don't know how much time that is. We know it's 24 hours a day, but we don't know whether that's 30 more years, 50 more years, or Tuesday. We have no idea. And so we need to think about how we spend our time. Because once it's spent on one thing, it cannot be spent on another. And it's in limited supply. Time is important. And how we spend our time shows where our heart is. Because we spend time on the things that matter to us. We spend time on the things that we value. How we spend our time shows where our heart is. Do you spend your time... As Paul says, redeeming the time or making, great, uh, making the best use of the time in, in Ephesians 5. Do you spend your time in, in building his kingdom or your kingdom? Is your time spent selfishly or is it spent selflessly? How we spend our time shows where our heart is. The second one is talent. How you spend your talent also shows where your heart is. And when I'm talking about talent, I'm talking about skills and abilities and interests. You know, you have a set of skills and abilities and interests and talents that the person next to you doesn't have. You hear me say constantly from this platform that you were made on purpose with a purpose. And, that, and this is part of that. You are made with the skills and abilities and talents and interests that you have because that's the way God intended you to be. And he intended you to be that way so that you can be his witness as a Christian in the workplace you work in. Not everybody has the skills and abilities that you have. Not everybody can, can work where you work and do the job you do. So you are the missionary sent there because he has given you the talent, the skills, abilities, and, and interests to, to do that work. Now, in addition to that, we have spiritual gifting. Now, spiritual gifting, there are, there are a lot of, if you don't know what yours are, there's a lot of ways to find that out. There's a, a lot of the spiritual gifting inventories that you can take. You can take them online. Lifeway has good ones. I have some, I think, that I can probably give you if you're interested. But he, let me make it easier for you. They will align, your spiritual gifting will align with your talent and your interest. If you ask yourself, what breaks my heart? Is it, is it that children are not hearing the gospel? Is it that uh, uh, firefighters aren't hearing the gospel? Is it how, whatever it is that breaks your heart, that's the ministry you're supposed to be in. 
And then ask yourself, how do I feel the most empowered by God? I feel the most empowered by God when I am doing what? Serving somebody. Teaching. Whatever it might be. That's the ministry you're supposed to be in. And it will align with your heart. It will align with your skills and abilities and talents. So you can see you were made on purpose with a purpose. You were meant to serve others with the skills, abilities, talents, and gifting that you've been given. And you were meant to serve the church with those gifts and abilities and talents. That's what, what is, Jesus is talking about with storing up treasures in heaven, using your talents to serve him. He gave them to you, serve him with them. And then treasure, or material possessions, if you prefer. There was a, uh, in the early 1970s, there was a guy named Howard Denton. He was a uh, Dayton, excuse me, Howard Dayton. He was uh, a successful businessman. And he, he decided to sit down and classify scriptures. These scriptures are about prayer. These scriptures are about uh, heaven. These scriptures are about hell. These scriptures, he classified all of these. And he found that there were about 500 verses on prayer. There were about 500 verses on faith. And there were over 2,300 on money or the use of money. Do you think God has something to say about how we use our material possessions? I think he says this, this, this much. I think God has this much to say about our material possessions because we will worship them. We will prioritize them. We will spend our money, uh, our time, our life getting money, keeping money, spending money. That's what we do. We're good at it. We have an entire society built on it. I'm not saying capitalism is bad. I'm just saying that, that God had this much to say about our money because he knows we will make it a priority. But I'll say again, it was given to you by God. It's a blessing of God. He gave you the, the time. He gave you the talent, the skills, abilities, gifting to do the work that gives you money. And so we ha how we spend our money shows where our heart is. What we spend our treasure on shows where our heart is. In fact, verse 21 says, where your heart is, there, or where your treasure is, there your heart will be. That can be understood two different ways. It can be understood that the treasure, what you treasure, tells the tale of your heart. So you can look around, you can look in your checkbook, you can look around in your, at your house, you can look at, at the, what you treasure, and that will tell you where your heart's at. The other way you can understand this is your heart will follow what you treasure. So if you change what you decide, I, I'm no longer going to buy all this stuff for me, I'm now going to do this, your heart will change with it. Your heart follows your treasure. And this, uh, this statement in the Greek cannot be understood either way. I think both are true. I think both of these are true. I think that you, what you treasure 
What you, if you look around and see your treasure, you will see where your heart is. And I think if you change what you treasure, your heart will follow. What we treasure shows where our heart is. How we spend our time shows where our heart is. How we spend our talent shows where our heart is. How we spend our treasure shows where our heart is. You know, um, there's a couple of you in here that I did your wedding. As, as part of the, the premarital counseling, we talk about money. And we do that because money is still the number one cause of divorce. So I have a five. So let me give you the, uh, the, the Reader's Digest version of what I tell uh, couples as they're getting married. I hold, this, uh, I hold up something like this, and it says five right on it, but I decide the value of this. I know it says it's five bucks, but I decide what, what, the, what the value of this is because I can use this to buy five dollars worth of candy because if I value candy. I can use this to buy, well, right now, about a gallon and a half of gas if I value driving, going to work, whatever. I can put this toward rent or, or the electricity. I can put this in the offering plate. I can do whatever I want with this because I decide what, this, what the value of this is to me. No matter what it says on it, I decide its value. What we decide to value with this shows where our heart is. We can never value this over a relationship. Never. And we can never value this over God. Ever. How we spend our time, our talent, and our treasure shows where our heart is. How do you spend your time, talent, and treasure? Are you using it to build your kingdom or to build his? That's what Jesus is talking about here. That's what Jesus is saying here, is that we have these things as gifts from God. We need to use them for his kingdom. It isn't that he, you, you can't make a living with the time he gives you and the talent he gives you. It's part of the reason he's given it to you. But it's not the only reason. He gives us these gifts so that we can be stewards of them and serve his kingdom with them. How are you serving? How are you spending your time, your talent, and your treasure? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. And just answer that question. How are you spending your time, your treasure, and your talent? Are you building your own kingdom or are you building the kingdom of Christ? Will you make a commitment right now between you and God that you will use the gifts he has given you to serve him? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be.
Father, forgive us where we have prioritized our time, our talent, our treasure selfishly. Forgive us and help us, remind us to spend what the, the gifts that you have given us for your kingdom. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.